This message comes from sponsor Constant Contact, helping small businesses and nonprofits stay connected with customers, grow their audience, and do more business. With email marketing, list growth tools, automation, contact management, social ads, and more, Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits reach their goals faster. An easy to use interface and thousands of integrations deliver big marketing results. Start your free trial at constantcontact.com. Oh God, we know that everything you said and everything that's in your word is true. Let us not only believe it, oh God, but let us, oh God, walk in it. Let us, oh God, speak it by faith and know that our faith is working for our good and that we will receive it, oh God, materialistically in our hands, oh God, that we will know and trust your word. We will know and know that it's all because you said it because you is our father and you love us and you said that you would never leave us nor forsake us, oh God. You said that you will always be with us, oh God, to the end, oh God. So even though we're not always at the end, but God, you have not forsaken forsaken us, oh God. You have not forgotten about us, oh God. You have not, God, left us for dead, oh God, but you have continued to pick us up, oh God. You continue to turn us around, oh God. You continue to allow us to have life, oh God, and life more abundantly. You continue, oh God, to wipe us off, oh God, and put us back on the potter's wheel and spin us again so that we can be white as snow, oh God. You cleanse us, oh God, from all hyssop, oh God. You purge us, oh God, from all hyssop, oh God. You cleanse us from our sin. You cleanse us from our iniquity. You cleanse us from our transgressions, oh God. You forgiven us, oh God. God, you love us, oh God. You continue, oh God, to not only tax us, oh God, because of our faith, but God, you continue, oh God, to allow us to trust you even more, oh God. And God, we come to you right now on morning and we say thank you for this word that you're about to drop in the servant mouth to speak to a multitude of your people all over this country all over this state all over um, from continent to continent from every country from every city from every municipality and town in the mighty name of Jesus and Lord God we just thank you we thank you come on and just thank him come on and thank him thank him thank him just thank him for waking you up thank him for giving you breath in your body thank him for giving you life thank him for you able to move your limbs come on somebody could not move their limbs this morning somebody had to have somebody help them get out of bed come on somebody could not drive themselves somewhere nope somebody could not get go and use the bathroom by themselves but God gave you the ability to move your limbs. God gave you the ability, amen, to move and so because of that we give you the glory, oh God for giving us the ability to move our limbs, giving us the ability, oh God to have life and life more abundantly in the mighty name of Jesus oh heavenly father, Lord God, we just love you on this morning we praise you on this morning we magnify you on this morning because God, we know that you continue to be with us, we know that you continue to hold us up even when we feel like giving up you continue to hold us up you continue to remind us just look at the footprints that's in the sand I'm walking not only before you but I'm walking alongside of you and I'm walking behind you and God you're holding our hand along the way when storm seems to be blowing so hard when we know not what to do but because God you are God and because God your word is true you continue oh God to give us strength you continue oh God to give us hope you continue 
oh God, for us saying, you know what? I feel like going on. And because of that, oh God, we will always magnify you. We will always glorify you. We will always shabak you, oh God. Even, oh God, if we have sickness in our body, even if we just feel weak, but God, we know that you are God that heals. We know that by your stripes we're already healed. So God, even in our infirmity, even in our sickness, we're going to lift our hands up to you. We're going to we're going to praise you. We're going to magnify your name. We're going to glorify your name, oh God. We're going to shout your name and we're going to say we love you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah and glory to God. Mm. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Brosakaya, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Even when people give up on us and people walk out on us, God, we will still do your will. We will still be there front and center. We will still show up on time. We will still do what you called us to do. We will still, we will still call on your name. Hama. Glory, we thank you, Lord. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you. We give you glory. 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 Come on, we give you glory. We give you glory. Rosia Mashaya. Kotoa. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on and give God glory. Come on and give God glory. Come on and give God glory. Come on, come on. We give you glory, God. We give you glory, God. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Come on, we give God glory. Come on, we give him glory. We give you glory, God. We give you glory. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you. 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 We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Come on, thank God. Come on and thank him. Come on and thank him. Come on, I'm just in the mood. I'm just ready just to praise God. I'm ready to just pray. I'm ready to just give him the glory. Come on, come on, come on. Somebody out there just need this, and I know it. Hallelujah. I'm just obeying God. I'm just obeying the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We magnify your name, God. Come on, come on. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. As we continue, like we said before, Isaiah 11, 1 and 5, it says, Then I shoot with spring the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And he would delight in the fear of the Lord, and he would not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear. See, now we are the body of Christ, and the members of particular and God have set some in the church first apostles secondly a prophets thirdly teachers and after that miracles then gifts of healing help governments diversity of tongues all are apostles all are prophets all are teachers all are workers of miracles then evangelists 
pastors, hallelujah, have the gifts of hell. All do speak in tongues, do interpret, but convince early, see the best gifts. I shew unto you more, hallelujah, exceedingly. Amen. See, God gave his only begotten son, meaning that he made a sacrifice, Jesus, who promised us to have something greater, even when he left us, which is what? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the giver. He gave us the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Spirit manifested in different dimensions and forms. One dimension it, it if it left and formed in us is spiritual gifts, which help us to what? Fulfill our calling. That's right. The spiritual gifts help us to fulfill the calling that God called on us, not what man called on us, but what God called us to do. That's why it's the Holy Spirit that came in this dimension and this form by the Spirit to say, you know what? I'm giving you this spiritual gift to help you fulfill your calling, to help you fulfill the purpose and destiny that's on your life. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is the grace for us to fulfill our calling. See, Jesus specifically made it known to the disciples to wait. Remember, we talked about that last week. Wait upon the Holy Spirit to come upon them. Why? Because it was the Holy Spirit that was going to allow them to carry out their assignments as apostles. See, they were disciples. But then when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were able to work in the gifting of the apostle. When Jesus, um, hallelujah, left, they were able to work in that gifting, that calling as an apostle. Amen. And so they went out to, oh my God, they, they, they said, up churches. They set up evangelism camps. They set up so many things for people to be converted, for people to know who Jesus was. It was some that went in and it was some that denied Christ. But at the end of the day, they did not argue. They didn't, you know, they had their they had their disputes because you know Peter and, and, and um, come on Paul you know Paul let them know wait a minute now y'all sound a little hypocritical now now you can't say this when you say you circumcised over here and then now you're saying you're circumcising over there wait a minute either you're going to be one way or no way you, you know you can't you can't move like that you, you have to you have to be one one minded you know a lot of times we switch up like we switch up on people you can't switch up on people you you, you switch up you, you got to do what God God has called us to do. Amen. You, you, when God told you to do this, you got to do it. No matter what the situation may, may look like, no matter what the se situation may seem like, whatever God has called you to do, you have to do it. Amen. So at the end of the day, he said to them, like, wait a minute. Now, you, you, you we, we got to do it this way. You know, you can't do it that way because that, that's the way you want to do it. Uh-uh. You have to do it this way. We got to stay one way. You know, sometimes we can switch. But we got to stay that one way. Amen. And that's the truth. We got to stay in the truth, not a lie. Amen. So at the same time, it was the Holy Spirit that was called upon them for them to walk into their gifting the apostles. Amen. So there is also a condition on the giftings. So let's go to um, the book of John. Chapter 14. Okay, the book of John, chapter 14, verse 15 through 21. It says, If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. Amen? And he shall give you another comforter. There it go. That he may abide with you forever. 
Oh my God. You know what? I want to also read this. I want to also read this in uh, Amplified Version, if that's okay. Glory to God. I thank God for my Bible that um, I'm going to get that has all the translations in one Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. I like the internet. Don't get me wrong, but I like a hard copy so I can carry with me. I can have with me because guess what? Internet goes out. Hallelujah. Sometimes the internet will act the way it want to act. I don't want to stop being able to do what I need to do for God because I'm trying to depend on the internet. Amen. I'm trying to depend on technology. Sometimes we got to go back to the beginning. We got to go back on how we used to do things. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me go to the Amplified Version. Okay, let's go to 15. Verse we're in 15. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's go. Let's put some amp on it. Hallelujah. See the Amplified uh, Version put that amp on it, right? Okay, it says, if you, and then it has a parenthesis, really. You know, you got a lot of people that say they love Jesus. But all you got to do is watch their walk. All you got to do is watch what they say. All you got to do is watch where they go. If you love me, but in parentheses, really, you will keep and obey my commandment. See, if you really love Christ, you're going to obey him. You're going to keep your, his commandments. You know, sometimes when we get offended, we leave. When we get offended, we do this and we do that. And sometimes, believe it or not, what we don't realize is that we didn't make a vow to man. We didn't make a vow to people. We made a vow to God. Even though we may not like the situation, but until God remove us, until God says it's time, we have to remain wherever God has us. And a lot of times in the body of Christ, when we are offended, we leave God. Now, you may think that you don't leave God because you go elsewhere and serve God. Or you may go do this and say, I'm going to stay at home and I'm going to pray. It's the same thing. You know, at least I'm serving God at home and I'm reading the Bible. Okay, that's all good. But did God tell you to uproot yourself from that place? See, sometimes because our offense, we uproot ourselves because of anger. We uproot ourselves because we feel offended. But until God says, can I just be 100? I said that we are 100, right, on here. I remember just being in ministry, places that God sent you is not easy. But God will equip you. See, how you know it's God that sent you is because you will last. If it's not God, you won't last. You will not last there. I mean that it will take you to another place. To sometimes where you may even lose your faith. You may even lose all things. Saying, you know what? I, I, I just quit. I just pure, I quit purely. No, no, no. See, you got to be sent to a place. That's why even with the apostles, it means to be sent. Not that you just, not an English word, just went. See, that's not even proper English. But some of us just went. So that's why we having so much turmoil. We having so many situations that's unbearable and we're constantly fighting spiritually. Hallelujah. Because we was not sent there. We just went there. Because maybe because of the, the music or maybe because this is our friend or maybe because it's a closer um, location to where you are. But you got to make sure that you are sent. You can't just be go went. That's not even proper English. See, that's why it's not even proper English because you don't even supposed to be there. 
So therefore, when you're not sent, there's going to always be some type of warfare. But even when you're sent, there's still warfare. Why? Because the enemy does not want you in a place bringing truth. The enemy does not want you in a place that's going to bring change. See, if he can uproot you, that means that he can still operate and manipulate the people. He can continue to misuse the people and continue to trick and lie to the people. So that's why you got to be firm and you got to stay in prayer and you got to stay in the face of God and you got to let the spirit of God lead you in all decisions and all situations because some places it's hard. But when you are sent by God, God will gird you. That means that the whole armor of God will begin to work for you. Now, is it going to be an easy thing? No, because the enemy going to come at every angle. He going to come through people that's close to you. He's going to come through even your family. He going to come through even your job. He going to come through everything to uproot you, to uproot you out of the place which is your purpose and your destiny. So that's why we cannot be uprooted. But I tell you, if I was not so um, anchored in God and, and, and in relationship and, 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 and him leading me, I'm telling you, I would have left a long time ago. I would have said, God, oh, here, here go the keys. Here go the towel. I'm throwing it in. But I realized that in anything that's easy, hey, it ain't from God. But I know that there's a great anointing on the other side. See, this anointing that's on my life, please don't be envy of this. You don't know what I went through. You don't know what I faced. You don't know, you don't know how, what have tried to take me out. You don't know my story. You have never really heard my testimony. But when you hear my story and you hear my testimony, not only are you going to rejoice with me, but you're going to be like, wow. Because see, the thing is, this thing ain't easy. This thing is not even fair. But God got me. And God will be always with me. And when I keep that in the forefront of my mind, it makes me keep pushing and keep plowing through and keep maneuvering through the hard places, the hard situations. Even when people leave and when people promise things and don't keep their promise, it's okay because I'm not here for them. I'm here for God. So God gives me another level of love. He gives me another level of forgiveness. He gives me another level of compassion. Because if it was really me, I would have said, how be it? Go your way. Oh, shot my thigh. But God, God gives me that extra layer of love and another layer of love. So please don't judge me by what you see on the outside. Don't judge me about what you hear from others. Get to know me. And I tell you, you will be blessed. See, one of the things that the enemy does, he always causes offense. He always causes something because he knows that if you ever connect, if you ever connect, with the woman of God, the things that God have equipped her with and the things that God have put instilled in her, she's going to, come on, she's going to release those things and she's going to activate those things in your life. And, and, and the thing is, it's not her, but it's the Holy Spirit working through her and the, the, the enemy knows that if you ever find truth, and if you ever find the ability to begin to walk in your purpose and your destiny, that means that his time is up. 
He has no, no room. He's evicted from your life. So he wants to keep you bound. He want to keep you in a place of offense. He want to keep you thinking, oh, I don't like her because she don't like her or because he don't like her or because he said this about her. You know, people will lie on you. People will say all type of foul things against you. But the thing is, when you know that it's not true, even though, yes, it hurts, but you got to keep pressing through because the devil is a liar. He's going to lie to try to stop you. He's going to lie to try to put all accusations against you. Why? Because he's a, he calls accusations against the brethren. That's his job. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. And he always accusing the brethren. So those are his three tactics. So, it, so those three tactics, he coming. But when you know who you are and you know who God called you to be, you don't have to worry about it. The weapon will form, but it will not prosper. Weapons, they form all day. They form against you. They form against your business. They form against your ministry. They form against your health. They form against your marriage. They form against your children. But it will not prosper. It will neither come to pass. Because God is on your side. But you got to continue to trust him. You got to continue to allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. That's why he says, if you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. What is the first one? To love. To love regardless if they love you or not. To love regardless if they talk about you or not. To love regardless if they use you or not. To love you regardless even when they do all type of vile things against you. You still got to love them. It says to keep and obey my commandments. The first love. Are we loving those that hate us? Are we loving those that are doing all about things against us? Now here it goes. What is the role of the Spirit of God? And I would ask the Father and he would give you another helper. See, Jesus says, I'm going. My job is done here. I'm giving y'all all that I can give you. I've equipped you through signs, miracles, and wonders. I showed you through the fruits. My fruits begin to speak for me. Things begin to move for me. I fed the multitude. I healed the sick. Miracles and signs. I spoke to the wind. I spoke to the storm. Come on now. I even showed forgiveness for those that killed me. Come on now. I've already laid down the evidence. Now you got to trust this evidence that you can't touch. See, you was able to touch me because I'm here in earth. But I'm about to go to my father. So there's another that's coming. The helper, the father, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standbyer, the Holy Spirit. And he's got all power. He got all power. He got everything. And he's going to comfort you. He's going to sustain you. So, so you got to understand that he's here. And the thing is, he's going to be with you forever. I'm not going to be with you forever, babe. Daughter, son, I got to go to the Father. I got to go back. I've experienced humanity. I know it's not easy down here. I know that it takes a lot to stay straight. I've experienced it. I got it. I'm going back to my Father to, to reveal to him and show him and give him the, 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 the information that I receive while here on earth. And to also tell him about your good works. To tell him how faithful you are. To tell him how loving you were. Even through the hard places. Amen. 
It says, it says here, it says, now that when, 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 when he goes back, he's going to send the comforter, right? And it says, because he says, 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. He says, and I will ask the father, he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Not when you like me. Not when it's convenient to, 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 to him. But forever. The spirit of truth who the world cannot see. Because it does not see him or know him. But you, you know him. Because he remains with you continually. Will be with you. And let me give you something to take with you. To know he will not leave you as an orphan. Meaning that he will not leave you comfortless. He will not bereave you or make you be helpless. But I will come to you. Meaning I ain't left you. The spirit of God is coming. That's me. I'm coming back but in spirit. I'm coming back but in spirit. After a little while. The world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. And you will also, you will live also. On that day, you will know for yourselves that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. The person who has my commandments and keep them is them who loves me, and whoever loves me will love my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. But listen to this. If anyone who loves me will keep my word, my father will love him and will come to him and, and make our dwelling place with him. One who does not really love, come on now, who does not keep my words and the word of the teachings which you will hear is mine, is not mine. I told you these things while I'm still with you. But the comforter, the helper, the Holy Spirit whom the father will send in my name. And he will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And not as this world gives do to you. Not let your heart be troubled nor let it be afraid. Amen. He says you heard me tell you I'm going away. And I am coming back to you. If you really love me you will have rejoiced because I'm going to the father. For the father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does take place you may believe and have faith. I will not speak with you much longer for the ruler of the world, Satan, is coming. And he has no claim on me. But so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do exactly as the Father has commanded me. Get up. Let us go from here. Come on, why did I read that? Because the thing is, you got to understand that it's the Spirit of God that have given us the gifts. He helps us to understand we must follow and obey his commandments. And in order for us to manifest in different forms, we, we also, for the gifts that what we talking about, the commandments he gave to us, we need to love and also, hallelujah, understand what love is. Because the gift of God design, is designed for us to love. Amen? The Holy Spirit, hallelujah, gives us these gifts in order for us to what? Fulfill the purpose and destiny of God. Amen? So, um, God uses all these gifts to do what? To minister to his church. To accomplish his work in the world. Come on. And, and, and also to, to, to allow us to evangelize the sinner. The Holy Spirit 
also let us have these gifts. So we must not, what, quench the spirit or despise prophecy. We must not, what, neglect the gift that is on in us and on us. We must meditate on these things to give us entirely what God has already given us through the gifts so that we can progress. We must be stirred up and allow the gifts of God to be stirred up through us. Amen. So that's why now as we begin to talk about the manifestations of the gifts, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit all. So one is given. When we read in Corinthians chapter 12, first, um, Corinthians chapter 12, what does it do? It activates the gifts of the Holy Spirit within us. See, the thing is that we must understand is that, guess what? We never own any of the giftings given to us. We're just the branches that's connected to the grapevine, which is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He's the owner of all gifts and the manifestation that he used through us as service of God. So remember, we must wait for God, the calling, just like remember when Jesus waited and said that now he has sent the comforter? Come on. He had instructed the disciples, I'm leaving, but I've sent something greater that is still with you, me, but I'm in spirit. Amen. So the spirit has come. Amen. But you must love me and you must keep my commandments. And that's why even when you break it down, it goes all the way back to Luke 24. It says, Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with the power from the most high. He keeps reminding them, this gift that I've given to you is not in your own power, your own strength. It is the power through the Holy Spirit. So you got to wait so that when you do go out, you are with power and authority. And you're going to cast out some devils. You're going to heal the sick. And you're going to raise the dead. You can't go out on your own. Amen. You have to go out where God sends you. So at the end of the day, we must understand that these gifts are given to us. So that's why the significance of understanding spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit is so, so important. And then even breaking it down in the three categories that we talked about. Because we've already talked about the gift of wisdom. But when you break down the three characteristics of the of of the spiritual gifts we talk about the manifestation gifts the motivational gifts and the ministerial gifts because in first corinthians 12 and 41 now apostle paul speaks of the variety of special gifts now there are diversity of gifts but the same spirit and there are differences of administration but the same lord and that diversities of operation but it is the same god which work all in one but all these work that one and the self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will so when you begin to talk about the manifestations of the gifts and the breaking down of the gifts the manifestations of the gifts that we talked about was the revertorial um, gifts which is the word of wisdom the word of knowledge and the discerning of spirits and the power gifts is faith gifts of healings and working of miracles and the speaking gifts is the buyers of tongues interpretations of tongue at the end of the day like I said, the spirit of uh, wisdom, it says to another, the, the, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. But see, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, hallelujah, the word of, uh, excuse me, the um, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, um, the discerning of spirits, amen, they all work together, hallelujah. So we talked about, now as we talk about what? The motivational gifts. We have different gifts according to the grace given unto us. Romans 12, 6 through 8. 
um, we have different gifts according to grace given to us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in a proportion to his faith. If he's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the need of others, let him give generously. If it's in leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy. Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked working professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Let him do it cheerfully. So when we look at the word prophet, hallelujah, we look at clearly perceiving the will of the word of God, giving us a now word, a before word, an after word, or a coming to pass word in the future. Uh, what about serving? Um, loves to serve others. Teachers love to research, communicate the word of God, breaking down, exegeting, bringing together, hermeneutics, bringing all the word of God together so people get an understanding the mysteries of God through the word of God. What about somebody that likes to encourage, who's an encourager, loves to exalt, loves to lift people up, loves to speak hope and speak faith into their lives? What about a giver? Somebody who loves to give to others, meaning that they don't look at what somebody has or what somebody don't have, but they have a gift of giving. They want to just help somebody because they know what it's like to not have, or they just like to just help because they want to further the kingdom of God. So God will send these type of people in ministry to help you. You don't have to force somebody to be a giver. You don't have to force somebody to be an encourager. You don't have to force somebody to be a server. It's already in them. It's already in their spirit. All you have to do is speak life, amen, and then it's be activated even more. Sometimes it's through bitterness or it's through discouragement or maybe they was hurt or maybe a situation arised in their life and somebody used them or something, but God will always, God will always lift us up. And God will always bring us back to that place on who we're supposed to be. A gift of administrator, someone who loves to organize, lead, direct, gift of mercy, shows compassion, love, and care. So these are some of the motivational gifts. And then the ministerial gifts. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. To what? To prepare God's people for what? The work of service, work of the ministry, so that the body of Christ may be what? Built up. Until we reach the unity and faith in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, meaning perfecting to be more like Christ, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So even when you read in the book of Numbers 22 and 28, it also reveals God's word in that area. 2 Peter 2 and 16, Romans 12 and 6, 1 Corinthians 7 and 7. 
1 Peter 4 and 10, each one should use whatever gift he has to receive to serve others, faithfully administrating God's grace in every various form. See, the gift that the Holy Spirit has given us is not for ourselves. It's not just for our families. It's not just for people who we like. We're supposed to do what? We're supposed to serve others faithfully. Meaning that sometimes you may not know the person. Sometimes you may not like the person. It does not matter. The gift is not given for you to decide on who you help. It's not who you want to help. Who is God telling you to help? We allow offenses or because of what somebody say or because of what happens to stop us serving God. Don't you know how many times I could have stopped? But guess what? I know who sent me. I know who called me. I know who told me to go where I went. So therefore, even though it was not easy, even though it was not sometimes a, 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 a sugar and cream place, it was bittersweet. But I could not allow the bitterness to remove me until God called me and sent me to where I need to be. So therefore, we must use that gift to serve faithfully wherever, even in a place that maybe we may not even like. They may not even like us. Look, the devil hates truth. The devil don't like nobody coming in that's going to bring change or let nobody come in that's going to speak truth or keep things aligned in things of God. When you correct people and you and you bring the word and the truth in people, I don't care how long they've been in church, how long they've been in ministry, how gifted they are, they, if they, they don't like the truth. But the thing is, we must speak truth to one another. And the thing is, and because of that, they get offended. And because their years in ministry or because of what they can do, they feel like, oh, they can't take it from nobody. It's always just what they can give. No, it does not work that way. Because a lot of times, even as prophets, come on now, we, 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 we sometimes can be flawless. We don't even realize sometimes that the enemy is using us. But because we feel like we're such this and that. But at the end of the day, God can bring somebody to speak truth just to help you. But you, you don't even receive it because you feel like, oh, you've done this this long or you're this person. That. No, God can use a child. God can use anybody he wants to to come and bring correction. And as leaders, once we get ordained, once we've been in this thing for a long time, we don't want correction. Nobody definitely can come and tell us that's been probably in the ministry for five years and we've been in the ministry for 50. Nothing of truth. Because we look at them and say, who are you? When guess what? That's not good. Because God can bring whoever. Somebody could be in ministry for a month. And if God, and you know that God is speaking the truth. And you done been in ministry for 30 years. But what you're doing is not good. But as they bring it in love and bring it in correction. Sometimes we don't want to receive it. Because of us having seniority. Seniority means nothing in the body of Christ. means nothing in the spirit of God. Because if your heart ain't right, and if you're walking in disobedience, and the truth ain't in you, and if you're allowing the enemy to use you, you don't even know you're bewitched. You don't even know that a spirit of bewitchment is on you. Please. And every time people can always bring out like old things about you, but they never bring out what is them. So you sit and you just listen. You sit and listen and just listen. And, and, and you just say, and it's sad because they, they want to blame you and say you're this. But they, don't, they didn't see what they did. They didn't see who they are. But as you just begin to listen to them, you just begin to pray for them. Because God will deliver them. See, a lot of times you would take a crucifixion. People will always try to put something on you, which is of them. But you just sit there and you take it. Because God knows who you are. You don't have to fight your enemy. You don't have to fight it. Because God will reveal the truth. 
And that's what God is doing in this time of season. He's revealing the truth. He's revealing the truth of the matter. Amen. So it says, to each one have a gift. So, okay, now the manifestations of the gifts. So the manifestations of the gifts demonstrates of God's supernatural power, supernatural demonstration of the Holy Spirit presence power. Apostle Paul added this critical statement. But all these work that one and the self-same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. See, the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to what? Profit with all. For to one is given by the spirit and the word of wisdom, to one the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another by faith, by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing, by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to a discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these work that one and the same spirit divide to every man civilly as he will. The gifts of the Holy Spirit equip the church to express the fullness of God's love to the world. These are given to the church to benefit both believers and unbelievers. So, as you learn, as we continue to learn, and God, the Spirit of God continues to give us revelation on the gifts, we must remember that the Spirit of God is the source of all these gifts, right? And they manifest to bring what? Glory to God. So, in all of our gifts that we have, they are to what? Bring glory to God. So these manifestation of gifts, hallelujah, is also giving for us to be able to what work the purpose and destiny in our life. We must gain understanding of our gifts and we must continue to study the word of God to, in, to, 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 to allow our gifts to work properly, to work effectively and also to work what accurately in order for us to do what bring glory to God. Because these gifts that is inside of us, it represents the work of God through our life as we begin to bring it out to the believers and those that may not know Christ. Amen. So the manifestations of these gifts, we've already been talking about and we already went into one, the word of wisdom. And then we begin to talk about the word of knowledge the discerning of spirits. But I told you that we'll start breaking those down, but I wanted to talk about the manifestation. Now I'm going to talk about the motivational gifts. And then we'll come back and then we'll bring all of them down and break them all down one by one so that it won't feel like, so it won't seem like there's like so much at once, okay? So the motivational gifts. God uses all the gifts in each of these categories to what? Minister to his church, to accomplish his work. Hallelujah. So on next week, we're going to talk about the motivational gifts. And we're just going to give you just a, uh, just a little insight before we begin to break them down. We begin to talk about what prophecy and serving and teaching and exalting and giving and organization and mercy and administration. So those are the motivational gifts. We talked about the manifestation gifts already. The word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, prophecy, um, faith, gifts of healing and working of miracles. And then we begin to talk about. After that, hallelujah, we're, and then, so we'll break it down like that. Is that okay? Alrighty, because I believe that we got a lot right there, hallelujah, and glory to God. So now we're going to go into our Sunday service. So we welcome you. God bless you. Soar International Outreach Ministries. God bless you. I'm Lady Apostle, and we're so excited to have you here. Amen. And we know that God is moving in your life, so I thank God for you, and I know for sure God is going to speak to you on this morning out late afternoon so we welcome you and we know 
you're going to be blessed through the word. So let's go ahead and praise the Lord. And I thank God for you joining us. Amen. And glory to God. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus.
ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created.
Spectrum Mobile Service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. 
For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. And I said 
good about you Don't they know what is bad Come on, hit the refresh Anything that I ask in your name It is already done Just believe God's positioning signs this word on this morning you've already given us hallelujah revelation and knowledge through your word and wisdom even through us understanding the spiritual gifts of the holy spirit but as you use your servant the woman of god 
God, to bless us and let us know, oh God, even though that we may have left, oh God, that you are still God and you're still faithful and you're still with us and you will never leave us nor forsake us, oh God. So God, we thank you for this revelatorial word that will come on this morning, this afternoon in Jesus' name. Dear Heavenly Father, not going to be before you long. God bless you and we thank you for joining us, SOAR International Outreach Network. God bless you. I'm Lady Apostle and we're moving right along. Amen. In the book of Luke, let's go to chapter 15, amen, and we're going to chapter 15 in the book of Luke, and we're going to talk about, hallelujah, most of us have heard this before about, hallelujah, the prodigal son, but I believe that this was a day that God, hallelujah, revealed, hallelujah, how faithful he was, amen, why, because the father was faithful, amen, see, when you have faithful people in your life, no matter what seems to happen between you both, God will always allow that individual to pray you back through and to believe and trust that God will bring you back along and will never come against you and never will speak against you or never will lie against you and never will give up on you or leave you, but will believe and trust God what God has showed, hallelujah, you. You know, a lot of times it does not seem, amen, what God shows us in that particular time like okay God is it coming to pass okay God is it something that you really said because times seem hallelujah so unbearable sometimes it seems like things is not what God is saying but I'm going to tell you something when you get a word from God you better hold on to that word see when you get word from men hallelujah women or boy or girl that word hallelujah may not come to pass like that but when you get a word from God you have to stand on that word I know that it may not come when you need it. I know that it may not come when you want it, but that word will manifest, hallelujah, if you just hold on to that word. So my sermon on today is hold on to God's word, because when you hold on to God's word, no matter what or who, it would never, hallelujah, leave you. It would never forsake you. It would never lead you in the wrong place, but it would allow you to see that God can bring back anybody. God can bring through anybody. God can bring up anybody. You gotta hold on to God's word. Hallelujah. I know that somebody out there, hallelujah, is taking this word right now. I ain't even got into the sermon, but you gotta hold on to God's word. There's so much going on right now. It's so many things, hallelujah, that we are facing because we're looking at the word life. Life, life is something that we don't know what's gonna happen today or tomorrow or down the line, but when we have God's word and we know what God said, I trust and believe and know that he's going to bring it to pass. So let's go. It says that he said a certain man had two sons, amen, and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the portion of goods that fell to me and divided unto them his living. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me go, hallelujah, here. Amen. Let's go, hallelujah. Go ahead and grab your Bibles, amen. Amen, I'm going to, hallelujah, my Amplified Version. I'm reading from the King James and Amplified Version here. Hallelujah, so whatever version seems to fit you is all God's word, amen. It's all what the truth of God is, hallelujah, through his word. Hallelujah. So here, verse 11, he said, A certain man had two sons. The younger one of them said to his father, Father, 
give me the share of the property that falls to me. So he divided the estate between them. Come on now. First of all, first of all, now this younger boy, he's not even the eldest, but he is the younger boy. He comes to his father and say, look, dad, you know, I done served here. I done did this. I done did that. I know I have an estate. I know I have something of wealth. I know I have something that belongs to me. And because you're my father and because God gave you direction to make sure that your children are well taken care of, I don't want to wait until maybe I am to where I need to be because I feel like I got it going on right now. I feel like I can handle my life right now. I feel like I can do what I need to do. I want to start something. I want to do something and I saw something so I don't need no more wisdom I don't need no more of your um, knowledge I don't need no more of your understanding I don't need no more of your direction or your correction I feel like I've gotten enough in this household I've learned how to clean I've learned how to cook I've learned how to do all the accessories living in this house but I'm ready to go out and spend my estate because I know I'm rich and I think that I can establish something greater I think I can build me an empire I think I can have something of great wealth I I think I know what I'm doing. I think I got it all together. You know, sometimes in life, that's how we feel. We feel like we have it all together. We feel like we can just go and move forth and move before God. But one thing we must understand is that if God is not telling us to move forth and if God is not pushing us forth, we need to be patient and wait on God. But a lot of times because of our giftings or because of our status or because of our jobs or our money or our status quo, hallelujah, we feel as though that we're ready to go on but sometimes we can be moving before God and that could become dangerous because if we move before God hallelujah we can miss God see that's why he even told the disciples wait before you go to Jerusalem to Dia Samara because you need to make sure first you receive power because these demons that you're going to come up against and these individuals that you're going to come up against you can't just have just the authority that you have but you're going to need power from the Holy Ghost you're going to need me to still walk with you you know I walk with you hallelujah in the natural but I need for you to walk with me spiritually because the Holy Spirit the comforter is going to be left with you and that means that he's going to be in you I'm going to be in you and with you to the very end so you got to wait until the power from the upper room hit you amen because it's going to have fire and glory and you need that before you go out to these other countries to these other nations to these other states and cities and neighborhoods because there's going to be some demons out there that's going to try to take over territories. But when you say in the name of Jesus, when you plead the blood of Jesus, and you call on my name, glory to God, those demons are going to have to come subject to you. Amen. So therefore, you need to make sure that you do not leave without the power of the Holy Ghost. So go to the upper room where you're going to receive the power. You're going to receive the speaking in the other tongues, which is the evidence to know that that's the power that I told you that's going to come up to you. See, this prodigal son did not want power. He felt like he already had authority because he had money. But he went to the father and he said to the father, Father, hallelujah, I want to have what owes to me, the portion of goods. Hallelujah. And not many days after the son gathered all together and took his journey into the far country. Come on now. It wasn't even a week it wasn't even, hallelujah, it says, and many days after, many days could have been four, five, six, seven, and doesn't state, amen. But at the same time, 
Come on now. It is something that he thought that he can do. See, the, the word prodigal, pro prodigal means being wasteful. Hallelujah. Means that it's somebody that uses or do something recklessly, wastefully. Hallelujah. This, pro this prodigal son, he did just that. He did things recklessly. He did things wastefully. He spent his inheritance not wisely. Hallelujah. But the prodigal son also, we know that he was spiritually lost. He was lost because he felt like he could do everything on his own. But at the end of the day, he knew that his father would still hold him up in prayer. His father would still hold him up and gird him up, even though he asked for all of his inheritance. Amen. His father did exactly what he asked him. He gave him what was his because his father knew that one day he would have to let his sons go. He would have to let them go and try things on their own. Just like us, sometimes when we raise our children, we know that we raise them up in this way and we raise them up in that way and we expect for them to go in the way that we raise them but sometimes they go astray sometimes they go off and get lost but know that even as you continue to pray and trust God and hold on to that word remember I said hold on to that word of God that he given unto you when you know that God spoke and you know what God said it's not easy when that prodigal child had left and you know that it is for destruction when that prodigal child had left and it's not for their good you have to trust God you have to believe God but one of the most important things that you have to do is begin to decree and declare and speak into their lives see I know that sometimes they could be disrespectful they could be ungrateful they could be unloving they could be just oh my God but you cannot speak against them see that's what the enemy wants you to do he wants you to release them to him but the devil is a liar that's why you gotta speak into their life you may not, may not be around you but when you speak into the atmosphere and you reveal and let the enemy know you will not have my son you will not have my daughter you will not have my granddaughter my grandson my niece my nephew my uncle my aunt my father my mother my grandmother my grandfather my step my step my step because God said and you begin to decree and declare God's word I tell you it may not seem like they're gonna come back soon but eventually hallelujah they're going to come to themselves. Hallelujah. See, when they come to themselves, you know that's God. See, we can tell them all things at all times, but sometimes we're just speaking at them. They're not hearing us. Why? Because they are bound. The spirit of darkness has overtaken them, meaning that their ears are closed and their eyes is leading them in areas, hallelujah, that we've never traveled. Come on, the spirit of perversion is so my God. It's leading them into another alcoholism and another drug another just everything and we're looking like wait a minute we didn't do these things we didn't raise them this way why because now they are up under another influence of darkness that's why you got to speak light you got to speak life because light in life comes against darkness darkness cannot stand against light
light. When you begin to speak life, meaning life, into their life, the enemy has to let hold of them. The enemy has to let them go. The enemy has to be convicted, evicted out of their life because he is trespassing illegally. But if you continue to say, you're going to be just like your mother. You're going to be just like your father. You know what? Just go ahead. Do what you want to do. No, those are words that you don't say to them. You got to say no. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. For me and my house, we're going to trust God. For me and my house, we're going to depend on God. You got to call those things as not as though they were. You got to speak life into them. You got to go to the enemy, kick in hell's door, and tell the devil, devil, you will not have my children. Devil, you will not have my husband. Devil, you will not have my wife. Devil, you will not have my finances. Devil, you won't have my health or nothing because I am of God and I am God of light. He is my healer and my deliverer. By his stripes, I am healed. And for I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus because he blessed me and he told us that we will be fruitful, that we will multiply, that we will subdue and take dominion. So you gotta let the enemy know who's in charge. You don't let the enemy tell you who's in charge. You are in charge of your children's destiny. You are in charge of your marriage. You are in charge of your body, your health. You are in charge. You tell that situation what to do, where to go, how to do it. Just like the prodigal son father, he did not argue with him. He did not denounce him. He did not say, I'm not giving you nothing. He gave him his estate because he knew the father. He knew that even though it's the son with a stray, that he will come back. He knew that one day he had to let his sons go. One day he knew that he would have to go out there and experience this world called darkness. But one thing about God, when God says something and God promised something, I know devil in hell can stop what God has said. What God say will happen. That's why you got to trust God. You got to be a prayerful mother, a prayerful father, a prayerful family, a family that prays together, stays together. No, we cannot let the enemy take our family. We can't let the enemy take our children. We have to stand up for the things of our family, for the things of God. You cannot allow just that prodigal son just to be out there any kind of way. Physically, you can't go after them. Physically, you can't talk to them. But in your father's house, in your prayer closet, in the place called a secret place, you can call on to God and you can say, God by fire, my covenant keeping God, my God of Abraham, my God of Jacob, my God, I call out my son, my daughter, and begin to pray in the spirit, begin to pray and call his name, and I'm telling you, fire of the Holy Ghost, and begin to come on down, and the devil has to flee, the devil has has to get behind you. The devil has to move out the way. And y'all, this prodigal father, he gave his estate to the son. And the son thought, I'm about to go out here and build an 
empire. But what he did not know, there was some users out there. There was some deceivers out there. It was people out there that was ready to betray him and use him for all that he had. But he was not aware of that world because his father kept him secluded in a place called light. His father kept him secluded in a place called love. His father kept him secluded in a place called obedience. His father kept him secluded in a place called direction. But when you go out in this world of darkness, you're going to get all of these type of negative things. People going to act like they like you. People going to act like they with you. People going to act like they for you. But soon when you offend them, they're going to leave you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to lie on you. They're going to give you up. They're going to give you out. But you got to stand on the word of God. You got to trust what God said. You got to trust what God said who you are. You got to trust on where God said you're going to be. Don't be like everybody else that depend on everything else. But when you go out and you change from light to darkness, expect something not good. Expect something to be taken. But when you in light, you know that you have all things. You're blessed. You're fruitful. You're going to multiply. So do and take dominion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the prodigal son, I'm giving you something. I know I'm helping you. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, God loves us so much. See, his father loved him. His father loved him because he let him go. See, we must understand that even in this, this was a parable. See, this parable of the prodigal son is one of the parables of Jesus, what he gave us in the Bible. See, Jesus allowed us to understand, even with his disciples, amen, even with everything that went on, this prodigal son, he had this portion of inheritance from his father. He gave it to his son. He did not give him no, said, I'm not giving you nothing. He gave it to him. Amen. But at the end of the day, this represents something spiritually. It represented the father trusting God. Come on now. He, he had to trust God in this. This was not something that was easy. But it said many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. What is riotous living? Riotous living meaning spending money unwisely, not budgeting, not using time management, money management. You know, a lot of times we don't use money management. And the reason why we don't have, because our money management skills is not good. Our budgeting skills is not good. We need to make sure that we go back to the basics to know how to budget to know how to manage our money. See, it's just like buying a house. You know, being a licensed realtor, we just don't look at a person being able to finance the house, them being able to just pay what the mortgage is. But we also budget it to make sure that they're able to pay everything else because the mortgage does not include electric. The mortgage does not include water. The mortgage does not include, hallelujah, food and gas and your other bills that comes along with it. Mortgage only includes principal and interest and taxes if you get everything put together. 
But other than that, you are responsible for paying electric. You're responsible for paying water. You're responsible for still paying for your insurance. And then also you need house insurance just in case of a fire. You also need other insurances. Hallelujah. And you need to be able to buy food. You need to be able to buy gas. You need to be able to have all the other essentials in life. And at the end of the day, to work from paycheck to paycheck is not good. So that's why you need to budget. Because even though we want the three, four $400,000 house, we know that a mortgage on that can be a little pricey. But at the end of the day, God can still give us what he wants and still allow us to be able to do it. But he's not going to put us in a situation where we're going to be struggling, living paycheck to paycheck just to show everybody we got a big house, just to show everybody we got this going on. It doesn't matter what you got going on. Because at the end of the day, the bill's got to be paid. And why struggle when you don't have to struggle? So the father was trying to tell the son, baby, look, look, let me tell you. See, he didn't say it maybe out when he asked for the money, but I know that there probably was dialogue, hallelujah, because the son just didn't just get up just out of one day and just go. And probably with some dialogue, maybe him and his brother, because you know he had a brother. You know, brothers and sisters, they talk among one another. They may not share it with their parent. They may not share it with someone older in their house. But they may have a relationship with maybe their elder brother or their younger brother or their cousin. And they may have discussed it. And the older brother, we know, sometimes they can be strict. Sometimes, you know, they want to be closer to the father. So maybe the older brother says something to the father. Like they gave the father, hallelujah, some insight to saying, hey, maybe, okay, so when he comes to me, he'll know how to handle it. Because I just know for sure, us as parents, when our children come to us with such a harsh decision, sometimes we try to steer them back like no maybe you're not ready for that maybe you need to go this way or maybe you need to go that way but this particular father he was ready hallelujah when the son came he just gave him everything that he had but the son he spent all there arose a mighty family in the land and he began to be in want come on now he lived in a house that had everything it was like mansions hallelujah it was like everything that he needed in his father's house he didn't have to do nothing he had servants that were serving him. He had everything that was best. I know this because when the father was getting ready to accept him back, he brought a ring. He brought a robe. He created a feast of a meal. It let me know that they didn't live, hallelujah, in poverty, but they lived in royalty. They lived in not want anything. He had an inheritance. Come on now. Most people that live in poverty don't have an inheritance. So this lets me know that they had to be rich because he had an inheritance. He had something to the side to be given to him. Amen. So therefore, he went to this place. He found some people that saw that he had all this money. You know, when people know what you have, if they really, really, hallelujah, want to get close to you, what they will do is they will try to befriend you. They will act like they really love you. They will act like they're really with you just to further what they need to do. They will do everything down the line. They will give you money. They will help you pay this. They will do that. They will help you just so great to where you will feel like this is your confidant. Don't get it twisted with your constituent hallelujah or bless because sometimes we can get them confused but let me tell you they will do all of this but at the end of the day it is only to further their agenda it's all about them see they're very humble they act like oh they're with you oh i just want us to do this but really it's about them and in one day if you decide that you want to start doing things maybe for yourself or maybe that when god have called you to go and do what he's called you to do but you're not leaving them out there. You're saying to them, come on, let's do this together. Two is better than one. But 
if it's not with pertaining just them and it's all about them and it's just all them, they will cause different things to try to break away because now their agenda is not being filled. They have already used you all this time to bring them to a point where they can say now they don't need you. See, these are the people that he ran into, people that were users, people that used him for what he had. They took him for what he had. He didn't know about those out there in the world. He didn't know that there was deceivers, there were betrayers, there were those that will use him and do all type of vile things against him. But at the end of the day, they took everything that he had, took it all, my God. And I know that he felt, oh my God, how can I go back to my father? How can I go back home when I know my father? Family, it looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Try to tell me. My father tried to explain to me, but because I knew I had this inheritance, because I thought I had everything going for me, I decided that I am ready for the world. I am ready to do what God is telling me to do. Really? That wasn't what God was telling you to do. Because if it was what God was telling you to do, you wouldn't have lost everything. You would have used wisdom, hallelujah, and listened to your father. But because because sometimes pride and because of arrogance and because sometimes we're just so spoiled, glory to God, we think that we know everything just because we've been in this for 30 years and we've been over here for 20, we cannot hear nobody else. What we say is always right. What we do is always right. Everybody else is need deliverance. Everybody else needs something going on, but I need no deliverance. I need nothing because I have it all together. The devil is a liar. We should never think that way because we all hallelujah it's a working process amen a working process we all need something and somebody we all need some type of correction we need to have a teachable spirit we need to have a receivable spirit we need to have an acceptable spirit being able to receive and accept what God has for us no matter if it's coming from somebody that's seasonal it's coming from a child or coming from somebody that we don't think that's in our league but if it's of God we need to take it and receive it but he did not take those things. But the father, he handled it very well. Glory to God. He did not lose his character. He did not lock his son in the room and say, I'm not giving you nothing. He did not fight against it. He had to trust God. I believe that this was a test also to the father. Parents, God is also testing us. Are we going to pass the test? God wants to know, do we really trust him? Especially those that call themselves being in Christ. Amen. When our children go astray, come on leaders. A lot of our 
children have went astray. A lot of our children have, is out there doing all types of things. We don't never want to talk about it. We never want to bring it before the congregation because we're worried about what people may say. We're worried about what people may do. But don't you know, these things can really help a congregation grow. Why? Because there's somebody, matter of fact, half of the congregation, they're going through the same thing and they're about to lose it. They're about to walk out of ministry. They're about to walk out of God because they feel like there's nobody to hear them. So leaders, we need to be more transparent with what's going on even in our house. My God, that can be our sermons. Hallelujah. When we begin to preach where God is bringing us from, what he's taking us through and what he's bringing us through. And this man, he knew that it was only by the grace of God and allowed him to have peace. He knew that he had to trust God in this situation. Why? Because God will never leave us and God will never forsake us and God will always be with us. What do you do when that's all that you have to go with? You don't have nothing else. All you know is God will never leave you and God will never forsake you and God will be with you to the very end. But your situation don't look like that. The circumstances don't feel like that. The pressure don't feel like that. The pain don't feel like that. All the things that you're going through don't seem like that. But you got to hold on to God's word. You have to hold on to what he said. Because I'm telling you, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will always be with you. He will always love you. See, there was something else going on in the household. It wasn't about just the trust with the father, but there were also enviness and jealousy with, hallelujah, the son, the older son. See, the older son, hallelujah, was jealous of the younger brother. He was envious of the younger brother. Come on down. So all I'm saying to you is that there was some issues going on in his family. So it took him to take his inheritance for God to bring deliverance. It took him to take his inheritance for God to identify everything that was going on with the father and with the son. So therefore, God would bring us in a full circle through this prodigal son. And at the end of the day, he went and joined himself uh, with a citizen of that country and sent him into the field to feed a swine. And he would fain have filled the belly with the husk that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him. So he is eating with the pigs. Come on now. He's eating with those. Go, my God. See, what do you do when you had an inheritance, but then you lost it all? And now you in a, a pen with swine, with pig, people that don't care nothing about you, people that wants to devour you, people that wants to... Come on, have you just out for the count. But at the end of the day, this was his process. See, we have to go through process. We have to go through life. Life is a leap experience. Life is something that we got to go through because in order for us to really receive an inheritance of God, we got to experience some things. So we got to go through some things. Our mom and our daddy and our aunts and our uncles, our grandparents, they ain't going to always be with us. But God will always be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us, but he will be with us to the very end. So we got to experience that thing in God, with God, and always through God. And when we're 
were able to experience that thing in God, with God, and through God, then we're able to really see who God is. So sometimes we're going to have to go through those valleys of death. Hallelujah. Does it feel good, my God? No, it doesn't. Because when we go through the shadow and the valley of death, sometimes it feels like death. Sometimes it feels like, oh my God, you feel like giving up and giving out. You feel like not going on. You feel like just throwing in the towel. Matter of fact, you feel like shutting the curtains and putting on your blanket and then that's all you're just thinking about doing. But at the end of the day, glory to God, you know that if it's not for God, how could you get yourself up out of the bed? If it's not for God, how could you get yourself into going on your way? Getting up, getting yourself for work. Getting up, getting yourself ready for ministry. Getting yourself up and getting ready for the things that God called you to do. It has to be God because it's nothing that we can do, especially when you go through situations of betrayal and you go through situations of people letting you down and letting you out. They're talking about you. They're lying for you. They're seeking to seek your life and to kill you spiritually and they want to stop everything that they see in God that you're doing to try to put, hallelujah, uh, 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 try to put um, an iron, hallelujah, hanger to hang you uh, and to try to shame you. Uh, but when God is for you and God is with you, uh, nothing, hallelujah, can be able to stand. Hallelujah. The weapon will fall, but it shall not prosper. Neither will it come to pass. Uh, but it will form. And sometimes if you're not careful, uh, if you're not in God, uh, you can get weary. That's why God wants your faith uh, to be lifted up in another area in him. Uh, because when the weapon comes at you, uh, it would not form. It would try, but it would not form and it would not come to pass. Uh, but if you're not in God, uh, oh, it may form. Uh, but I come against every weapon that's coming against you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, and I decree and declare uh, that it shall not uh, prosper uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, every dark that's coming your way, uh, we put up the shield of faith and we block and then back to cinder. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, see, all I'm telling you is uh, that you got to have a prayer life. Uh, you got to be in relationship with God. Uh, this thing is spiritual, uh, not naturally. Uh, people is praying against your ministry. Uh, people is praying against your health. Uh, people don't want to see you prosper. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, they are the most dangerous people is those that don't say nothing because uh, they're in their prayer closet uh, saying, uh, oh, they want you to fail. Uh, oh, they want everything to come up against you. Uh, oh, they're coming with every dart uh, and every jagger to try to stop you, uh, but it will not work. Uh, it will not come to pass, says the Lord. Uh, so therefore, uh, you got to make sure that you stay in prayer. Uh, you stay in the face of God. Uh, you stay in a secret place. Uh, that prayer is your portion. Uh, the Father, he had a place, uh, a secret place uh, that he went to uh, and he prayed to the Father uh, because guess what? Uh, he did not call out for the Son. Uh, he did not go after the Son. Uh, he did not run after the Son. Uh, he didn't get on the phone and call so-and-so and say, hey, uh, did you see my son? Uh, have you heard from my son? Uh, do you know what my son is? Uh, but he called on Jehovah Jireh. Uh, he called on Jehovah Nisi. Uh, he called on Jehovah El Shaddai. Uh, he called on 
Jehovah Kavad. He called on Jehovah Shammah. He called on Jehovah Makadish. He called on Jehovah Tsevenu. He called on Jehovah El Shaddai. God Almighty, I need you to go out and get my son because he's out there in the woods. It's trying to devour him. I need El Shaddai to raise his right hand and take over my son because he's out there in the world of darkness, in a world of perversion, in a world of hate, in a world of discrimination. He's in a dark place. I need for the hand of God to come upon him and I need the Holy Spirit to raise up, to come in because he is filled already with the Spirit of God. I need for his ears to be unplugged. I need for his mind to be renewed. I need for his eyes to be hallelujah enlightened. His mind to be illuminated so that he can hear the Spirit of God. He can feel God's Spirit so that he can come to himself. My God, I don't have to go out and chase him. I don't have to call on him, but I call on my Father which art in heaven. Thy kingdom come that will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's all I got to do is call on my Father. All you got to do is call on Jesus. All you got to do is call his name. All you got to do is plead the blood of Jesus. All you got to do is call on Jehovah. All you got to do is call on Emmanuel. Call on Yashirah Amashua. All you got to do is know his name. All you got to do is connect to the Father. Connect to the Son. Connect to the Holy Spirit. And it will bring them back to themselves. And that's what happened. It brought the Son back to himself. And it says... And he would fain be filled his belly with husk. And then it says, and when he came to himself, he said, not the pig, not nobody, the son. He said, how many hired servants of my father's house have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? Hold on. I got to go through this. I ain't got to suffer like this. I ain't got to go through this. When my father has a house of many mansions, when my father will provide all of my needs, when my father will never leave me nor forsake me, why do I got to be in this herd with these swines, with these pigs, eating this husk? Hey, my father has a house of servants. Huh? My father has the best cattle. Huh? My father has the best herds. Huh? My father has a robe. Huh? My father has gold. Huh? My father has royalty. Huh? But most of all, huh? my father is a man of prayer. My father is a man huh? that loves God. Huh? My God, my God. Huh? I hear my father's prayer. Huh? I feel my father's prayer. Huh? I feel my father's love huh? I thank you God huh? that my ears is open to you huh? I thank you my mind is renewed huh? my eyes is uncovered huh? my eyes is unscaled huh? now I can see huh? darkness have left me huh? I see the marvelous light huh? I hear the sound huh? of the Holy Ghost huh? and guess what y'all huh? and when he came to himself he said, I will arise huh, and go to my father. Huh, and I will say to him, Father, huh, I have sinned against heaven huh, before thee. Huh, he knew my God. Huh, I didn't just sin against my father, huh, but I sinned.
sinned against the Father. See, I got my biological Father, but the Father is higher than my Father. So I gotta go to the Father and first ask Him for forgiveness because He touched my Father's heart. He did not let bitterness or unforgiveness or hatred or all that other nasty stuff set in His heart. But He forgave me. He was waiting on me. He prepared the best for me, my God. Why? Because I went to the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and they touched and spoke to my Father. And now I'm going back home. I'm going to a home of peace. I'm going to a home of joy. I'm going to a home of understanding. I'm going to a home of love. Not just wealth. Not just royalty. Not just riches. But I'm going back to a house. My father's house. A father that I know that would never leave me nor forsake me for the end of this earth. My God, my God. And when he was on his way, his father was looking for her. See, one thing about the father is this. You know your children. You know how they walk. You know how they talk. You know how they look. You know them from afar. He saw him. He looked. Oh, my God. My God of Abraham. My God of David. My God of Jacob. My covenant-keeping God. My God by fire. Brosa. Oh my God, you heard my prayer. I bowed down to you. I went before you. I shabbat you. I went into a place called prayer. I went into my secret closet. I went down on my knees and I prayed and I travailed and I kicked and I hollered and you heard my cry. You heard the cry of the righteous. You heard the cry of your son. And now I'm looking for her. And I see my son. But first I see the son. The son of God. Because he's in my son. I see him from afar. Hey boy. Go get the best cattle. Go get me the robe. Go get me the ring. Your brother coming. We about to rejoice. My God. My God. My God. We about to celebrate. My God. But what do you do when you got people that won't celebrate with you? What do you do when you got people that's hating on you? What would you do when you got people that's jealous of you? See, the younger brother, your older brother wasn't rejoicing. The older brother wasn't happy. Usually when our younger brothers go out there and do what we know they shouldn't do, the older brother be happy like, no, I got to get my little brother. I can't let my little brother just be out there like that because I know what's out there. I know what can try to devour him. I'm glad my little brother coming home. I'm glad my little brother is right there. I'm about to go get the best cattle. I'm about to go get the best robe. He going to get the biggest ring. And I can't wait huh, to hug him huh, and grab him huh, and let's do what we do because huh, we brothers for real huh? but this brother huh, he was envious huh? he was jealous huh? he had all types of things in his heart huh? he said what huh? daddy how could you just try to go get the best huh, for the one who just took everything and went to go spoil it huh? don't he need to be disciplined huh? don't he need to be checked huh? the father looked huh? let me tell you something huh? anytime God can bring somebody back huh, and the soul is saved huh, you better reach Joyce, huh? You better be glorified, happy. Huh? You better call him the name of 
Jesus. Because everybody don't come back to the Father or the Son or the Holy Ghost. But when they do, you better give him praise. You better praise his name. You better glorify his name. You better lift him up. You better give him praise. He got the best for his son. And celebrated him. Do we celebrate those that were lost? Do we celebrate those that have lost their way? Most of the time we don't. Because really our heart really wasn't for them. But in this day and time, you shall be celebrated. For those that were lost, when you come back, God is celebrating you right now. And for us snobby, nasty leaders, God is saying you bet not turn your nose up. And you bet not talk about them. And you bet not run them back out of my house when I bring them back. Unless I'll deal with you. Because it took them a lot to come back. It took them a lot to come back to me. They're not coming back to you. They're coming back to me, the Father. I'm just using you as the servant to teach them my word. To catapult to to them to where they're going. You dare not run them out. You dare not let your offense call somebody else to lead a church and you don't let them come because you're offended. Woe unto you. Woe unto you. And I speak to those souls that try God. Don't stop because of somebody else's offense. Don't stop. You make a way. You make a way to still make it. Not because of him. Not because of me. But because of God. He got you the job. He got you to be able to make money. He got you to be able to have good health. He brought you here. Don't stop serving him. Don't put your job and money before God. Don't put your knowledge and wisdom before God. Don't put your education and all that before God. Put God first. Remember when you didn't have nothing. Remember when you didn't know how. He made a way. So don't give up on God. You know, now that we have a place to go, now we have this, we have that, we complain, we work too long, we tired. But you wasn't tired of working alone when you did not have nothing. Don't give up on God. Even if you don't, go back to where you went, go somewhere, but make sure God told you to go there. See, sometimes it's your travel that brings out your obedience. See, we say, okay, we want to go closer. But God said, no, I ain't telling you to go closer. You need to go where I got you at until I tell you to stop. I want to see your obedience. Are you willing to drive that far? Are you willing to get up this early? Are you willing to do midnight prayer? Are you willing to go out in the community and serve even when you don't work 12 hours? Are you willing to still get up? Don't stop. Don't give up on God because he has given you the robe. He has given you the ring. He'll give you a great feast because you had enough nerve to come back to him. See, he did not come to himself and went straight to his father. He said, let me go to my father in heaven and ask for forgiveness first. See, it's always through the father, then through the father. Hallelujah. Because the father and the father, they're one. They're connected. The, his father was connected to the father. 
So the prayers that was coming from the Father to the Father descended to the Son, and the Son connected back through the Father to connect back to the Father. Oh, Shia. Hey! Now that's God. That's God. Somebody today feel lost. Somebody today is lost. But guess what? You can go ahead and receive him. Now, this ain't just for those that have not accepted him. See, you know him. You've heard of him. And they like you never did. You heard you just haven't accepted him. But even those that have accepted him, even those that come to church, even those leaders, God ain't just talking about those that don't. Ah, he's talking about all of us. We're all in the hospital. He's talking about all of us, y'all. All of us. It's time. It's time for us to come back to God. Even with our vision. Even with everything when we started in ministry 20 years ago. God wants to redo some things. Because the way we handle his people and handle things is not of God. It's what we think and what we feel and what we want. But it's not about what we feel and what we want. It's about what God wants. Because there are people that have been lost. But it's people that are coming back. Like the prodigal son. And who are we to judge them? Who are we to say who can come into the house of God? Who are we to say you got to sit down until you prove yourself to me? Who are we? We don't, we don't have that um, authority to tell people when they're ready to get up. Ah, only God, only God has that authority to tell people to get up when they get up. Who are we? I don't care what apostle we think we are. I don't care what pastor. God had mercy on us. They just maybe not see what we do behind closed doors. So don't, don't, come on. Don't think that you're all of that. How could you tell them to sit down and wait and to, to do? No, if God tells them to come and do what they need to do, let them do it. Move out the way, y'all. Move, because see, the lost, they're coming. They're coming back. Those that even left church, they're coming. And we need to receive them who they are. Because God has done a work in their heart. God has changed them. God has reformed them. See, God reformed them before he transformed them. Now he's positioning them. So just have the discernment to know who they are. But don't judge them. And don't try to, 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 to control them. Or manipulate them. Trust God. Don't be worried about your numbers. Don't be worried about the tithes and offering. God will send the givers. God will send those that will bless the ministry. But you trust God. God is blessing the ministry. Because see, we get so focused on numbers and that, that we miss the soul. We need to focus on the souls. Not that. Because God will provide God will give us what we need. God will set everything up on how we need it. Because when he does that, then if somebody leaves, or somebody, then it's not like you're dependent on that. You can still flow in God. You can still flow and do what God's called you to do, and there won't be no hindrance. We get so caught up on people. We get so caught up on what they have and what they can. No, God touches their heart. They don't do it because they know us or they want to. No, let God. Let God draw the people. Let God draw those that will do. You don't have to tell them nothing. They just do it. Look, you don't have to call their name. They just do it. 
They just bless you just because God told them. That's the people I want just blessed because God. Don't even tell me why. Don't even tell me what. You don't even got to come to the church if you don't want. Whatever. However God tell you to do it, you do it. But I love to have you here. We open. The doors is open. 1115 Hicks Boulevard at Suite 5. Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. Amen. We're here. Hallelujah. Or you may want to give on cash um, at um, um, Dallas Sign, Apostle Robin Stokes, whatever. Everything for the kingdom of God. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be very transparent. I don't get paid a salary. I don't get paid for preaching the gospel. I don't have a finance team to pay me weekly to come and preach, to come and run the ministry. I do what I do by the Spirit of God, and God takes care of me. I don't get a paycheck. I use my paycheck. I use the money that God gives me to do what he tells me to do. I invest my money in the ministry because this is first seeking the kingdom of God. I'd rather spend my money in God's kingdom before going out getting a steak dinner. So everything that's given unto me is not from man. It's not from somebody paying me. So when I do what I do, it ain't because it's because God. It is God. And that reminds me, let me know that I am sent by God. Because he makes a way to do and work in the kingdom as he called you to. And he gives you favor and he gives you things to be able to keep everything balanced in the ministry. So everything that you see, don't think like, oh, it's this, is that. It's not easy. But God makes sure everything is done. And for you, trust God. If God called you to it, if God gave you the vision, he gives you the provision. If God gave you the ability to do how, he'll give you the, the mindset, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding. Just love his people with real agape. Just love them. But God is not tolerating with people that don't love him like that. God will, God is not, listen, this is a time and season that your prayer is divine. It's divine connections. God, those that love you, those, God, because see, you can't force people to love God. All you can do is give them God's word. Give them God's word and let the word of God work their hearts because the word of God will change their hearts and they will come to love God. They will come to themselves. Because when you try to force them, they'll come for a little while. But if they're not spiritually sound, the enemy is going to take them back under. So that's why you got to give them the word of God. Because the word of God will begin to work in them. The word of God will begin to reform them, will transform them, reposition them to walk in their positioning in Christ Jesus. And begin to deliver them and bring them back to him first. And then he'll be able to release them into their purpose and destiny. So may God bless you. May God keep you for those that know Christ but have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior. This is the time you can accept him right now. All you got to do is open up your mouth real wide and he'll drop the Holy Spirit into your mouth. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior. That he has forgiven you. Forgive yourself. And ask God to forgive you of everything that you have said or done. Knowingly or unknowingly in the mighty name of Jesus. And he shall forgive you. But forgive those that have done things wrong to you. Those that have counted you out those that may have been offended and they just laugh hallelujah just forgive him forgive them forgive them forgive them forgive them people walk in unforgiveness but they still say they of God that is so dangerous that is dangerous because God sees all how could you say that you're forgiving in the same time your heart is bitter in the same time your heart is stony and hearty 
Hallelujah. So we just thank God. We give God the glory. We give God the honor. We magnify his name and we glorify his name. We thank him for this word today. I thank you for joining us, SOAR International Outreach Network. I'm Lady Apostle. God bless you. God keep you. And again, we're here, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014, Suite 5. Hallelujah. Sundays, amen. Hallelujah. 1015 Sunday School, 1130 service. We're here on Friday night, 11 p.m. for all night prayer. That's right, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Friday night, every Friday night. Amen. May God bless you. And we're also here every other Monday for 7 o'clock prayer. So come on out with us. Pray with us. Come on out if you want to believe God for your ministry. All you can always connect with me. 513, hallelujah. 494-6678. Glory to God. We also have the Food Pantry, Unlimited Grace, Outreach Pantry. Amen. Hallelujah. In collaboration with Hands On Empowerment Resource Center. So therefore, you, we have food. If you need food, we got dry food. We got cold food. That's right. Hallelujah. We got shrimp. We got chicken. We got hamburger, hot dog. So if you in need, no matter if you have a job, no matter if you're working, hallelujah, because we everybody need to eat. Amen. And we are helping every county coming from Butler County, Hamilton County, Claremont County, Warren County. We're helping from county to county. To, uh, township to township, come on, municipality to municipality, country, city, state, need food, call us, hallelujah, we'll see how we can help you, in Jesus' name, we thank God for your life, we thank God for what you're doing, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, and glory to God, thank you for joining us, and until next time, may God be with you, may goodness and mercy follow you, chase you down, may the oil of God continue to be upon you, in the mighty name of Jesus, may God continue to protect you, I plead the blessing of Jesus over you right now in the name of Jesus to cover you to cover your week have a blessed week have a prosperous week have a glorious week in Jesus name amen and glory to God thank you for joining us